When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Did you ever notice how a lot of times a narcissist it thinks that everything is an attack? Like no matter what you bring up, no matter how you try to talk to them, like you're always attacking them, you're always fighting them. And it's almost like this paranoid aspect of like, no matter what I say, they're always gonna view it as an attack. Now, if you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness, growth, healing, change, and development. We do that on all the different platforms. Just look us up under Raw Motivations. We'd love to have you a part of a community. Hit like, hit subscribe, whatever platform you're on, because we want you to get notifications when we drop new videos so you understand what's going on when we're talking about narcissistic abuse or when we're doing live Q&As, different things like that. We'd love to have you part of that. Uh, I'm the founder of Raw Motivations, the creator of the NARCAP, and your guide in the 45-day Clarity Challenge, which those are open right now for you to apply for. So you can go to claritychallenge.net. Think of it this way. 45 minutes for 45 days could radically transform your life. We have a lot of people who are understanding and getting clarity from the toxicity that they've endured by going through that challenge. So check it out at claritychallenge.net. Well, today we're going to be talking through this idea of the paranoid perspective of a narcissist and how a lot of times they view a lot of things as an attack. Like it's almost like no matter what you do, it's always an attack and you feel like you can't win at all. Like there's nothing you can do because no matter what you say, they're always going to yell back at you thinking that you're the one attacking them, like flipping it really quick. Okay, so we're going to dive into a little bit more of the aspect of a covert narcissist. And I have a couple of videos on YouTube about covert narcissism, but diving into this, we're going to look at covert narcissism, why there's this aspect of like this paranoia uh, and what it looks like, and then also like what to do about it. So kind of like four sections, definition, paranoid, what it looks like, and then what to do about it. Okay, so diving in the definition of covert narcissism. So a covert narcissist is very much and very similar to a regular narcissist. It is a subtype. It's not a different category or a different definition. It's still narcissistic in nature. It still matches up in the realm of narcissism. The difference is it's more hidden. It's more covert. Now, sometimes you'll hear this being referred to as a vulnerable narcissist or a closet narcissist or something like that of being a little bit underneath the surface. It's like it hides just a little bit. Some of the differences between like an overt and a covert is an overt, you might be like, oh yeah, that's a narcissist. A covert, you might not think that at all. With an overt, it might be more along the lines of like the grandiose, the idea of like, ah, oh, all the attention needs to be on me. The, the vulnerable or the covert narcissist, it might be more like, no, I don't want the attention, but secretly it's like, I want the attention. Sometimes you have the aspect of like, let me, let me serve, let me help so that the attention comes back on them. There's a lot of different characteristics that we could dive into. I have a video on that about covert and overt where we go through each single one. So check that out. But when we're talking about um, covert narcissists, a lot of times you'll see high levels of sensitivity to criticism, like really sensitive. Sometimes they'll be on the aspect of being like really introverted and it seems like they're less likely to seek attention. Sometimes it even can come across as being humble or you know, um, of like putting themselves down. 
okay? But the thing is, it's still there. The need for admiration is still there. It's like, let me put myself down so that you pay attention to me. Let me let me be like, oh man, life is so awful for me so that you know that I'm the victim and so you're paying attention. There's still ego, there's still entitlement, like it's all still like commingled there, okay? So you need to kind of understand this, this aspect is still there, it just comes out different. Like instead of them yelling or raging at you, you have more of the passive aggressiveness, the dog whistling, the triangulation, like the smaller things that still make you feel crazy. Well, when we're talking about a narcissist being paranoid or like viewing everything as an attack, you have to realize like looking through the perspective of the narcissist that it's all about them. Now, this is why a lot of times we'll talk about a narcissist being envious of others or thinking that others are envious of them. It's already like that thought of like everyone is still paying attention to me. Either everyone's paying attention to me and thinking how great or how wonderful I am, or even like underneath the surface, why isn't everyone paying attention to me? Like those thoughts kind of co-mingle together sometimes for a narcissist wondering why isn't the intent, the, uh, all the attention on them? And so when we're talking through this aspect of being like paranoid, sometimes it's they're looking at all of life thinking like, okay, what's actually happening? Is this person out to get me? Is this person here to attack me? Is this person here to expose me? And wondering like, what is actually happening? They might think everyone's out to get them. They might think that others are a threat. Uh, Sometimes from the covert side, you're going to see more the aspect of, well, I'm just misunderstood. You know, people don't understand me of when I'm trying to communicate or how I'm trying to interact or whatever it might be. I'm just mistreated. And oftentimes this type of person will view a lot of things as being a personal attack. You try to bring up something as accountability or responsibility or something that was messed up, wrong, needs to get changed, things like that. And it's a personal attack on them versus on the issue that's at hand. Uh, A lot of times there's this aspect too of like, I feel like I'm attacked because I'm special. Like, I'm above this. Like, I shouldn't be dealing with you bringing up holding me accountable. Like, you should know who I am. Like, you should back off. Like, like there's all these, like, little little nuances kind of, like, stuck in here of, like, I'm special. So, like, you shouldn't be coming at me. So, at, when you're coming at me, that's an attack. Like, it's, it's all flipped around. There is also this other aspect, too, of, like, sometimes being misunderstood, mistreated, and then this paranoia of rejection of like, I don't want to be rejected by you, so I'm going to leave you first. I don't want to be rejected by you, so I'm going to go to someone else first. I don't want to be rejected by you. Like when you're saying something, it feels like I'm going to get rejected. It feels like I'm going to get like abandoned. Like there's multiple different like venues and styles of it, but that aspect is there as well, okay? The other, the other aspect I want to point out is the idea of paranoid of being exposed and afraid of being vulnerable, now, when I'm talking about being afraid of being vulnerable, we have this like little cross section of like closet, covert, vulnerable narcissists that sometimes they will appear vulnerable by showing stuff in their past, but not communicating emotions and feelings of what's actually happening in the present. Okay, so there's a little bit of a difference there just to understand of how it's differentiated of like what that vulnerability actually looks like. So sometimes that paranoid is like. I'm, I'm worried that you're going to attack me. I'm worried that you're going to expose me. I'm worried that you're going to attack me because I'm very special. I'm just misunderstood. I'm a victim. Everything gets flipped around. Okay. Well, how could it look? So like being with a covert narcissist and like seeing how they interpret things and seeing how stuff actually gets changed around, you have to understand first off, like one of the biggest ways is they'll play the victim. 
Okay, playing the victim is a huge way to try to make everybody's attention be on you, but not feel bad in the process and not look like that over asshole that everybody doesn't want to be around. So as a result, the covert narcissist can play the victim and have everybody like, oh, what was you? Oh, I need to help you. I need to work with you. I need to do whatever I can to fix you. And they're still getting all the attention. You have to remember that all the attention, the admiration, that supply that a lot of times we talk about is not this overt, just, oh my gosh, you're the best thing ever. It is that a lot of times. But other times it can be people actually giving a reaction and a response to a person placating as the victim. So you need to watch out for that. They'll play the victim a lot of times. Sometimes it'll be something where it'll be really small. Will it be like omitting and withholding information? Like you have everybody that does that, but a lot of times you'll see it even purposeful and more intentional in the aspect of a covert narcissist. Sometimes you'll feel like you're the abuser because they're slowly flipping stuff around. They're not all of a sudden coming out and calling you that, but they're all of a sudden starting to use like, I don't feel safe anymore. This isn't a good place for me. Like maybe, and they start pulling out different vocabulary that you haven't heard them use ever in the relationship because they're starting to learn about narcissism or something else, okay? Um, a lot of times there's this like idea of like emotional aspect of, of like they wanna be able to put you down. Like they wanna be able to destroy you and as a result, you're going to be disconnected. You're going to get isolated. You're going to develop low self-esteem, like even more so, but it's going to be slow. Like it'll be something you'll look back and you'll be like, I never saw this coming. And all of a sudden now I don't have any friends. Uh, I'm isolated from my, from my family. Uh, I don't really know if I can make decisions anymore. And you're starting to look at different things being like, I don't know what's actually going on. Because like what's happening is over time is this slow erosion of trust that ends up keeping you trapped and ends up keeping you stuck in a covert narcissistic relationship, okay? So we've kind of like jumped around a little bit, but talking through the definition of covert narcissism, why a lot of times they're paranoid and thinking that things are always an attack, how it looks like if you're dealing with a covert narcissist in your life, and then when they get to the place where it seems like they're always attacked, what do you do? Like, what does that need to look like for you? So first off, I want you to understand to know that accountability and attacking are different. Now, I know that seems like kind of like, oh, oh, of course it is, but the narcissist is going to try to convince you that they're not. When you hold them accountable for showing up late when they said they were going to actually be here, you know, five hours beforehand or, you know, cheating or lying or something like that, where you're holding them accountable for something, they're going to view it as attacking and try to convince you that you're attacking them, convince you that you're the bad person or the abuser by attacking them when you're just holding them accountable. So make sure you understand the difference between those two and the intention too of what you're trying to do or what, how you're trying to hold that person accountable. Because at the end of the day, they're going to try to confuse you, abuse you, and put you in a place where you are less than them and they are the ones in control. The second thing is everything will be an attack. Like no, like no matter what you say, the, say you could say it the best way, you could say it the worst way, it's still going to look like an attack. So what you need to understand is you need to know your truth of understanding, hey, this was an attack. I did this right. I did this correctly. I communicated this way. I didn't react. I didn't have reactive abuse. I didn't yell at them. All these different things. You need to know your truth and know how you need to move forward with that. Third thing you need to understand is to approach behaviors out of a growth but with boundaries. Now, what I mean with this is a narcissist, a lot of times a covert narcissist is going to be like, oh, you're just attacking me. Be like, no, I'm not attacking you. I'm, I'm, I'm going through this aspect of like dealing with this one problem. I'm not saying you're a bad person. I'm saying this is the problem. Like you lying. 
Okay, like let's work on the lies. Let's work on this aspect. Okay, but understand, I'm not saying like, hey, this gives you just a carte blanche to be able to stay in the relationship even when you're abused. This is saying like you still have boundaries. So it's like, okay, if we're going to work on something, we're going to work on this one thing. But if they're not willing to work on that, you need to be able to back away and be like, okay, well, I don't think this is going to work out because you're not willing to actually engage. Okay, so just kind of think through that. Be careful with that need to understand like you need to get to the place of being able to identify some of these things that are going on and then being able to step back so you can build back your self-esteem so you can take back who you actually are and be able to find yourself. And this is why we have open for this period of time the 45-day Clarity Challenge. You can access the claritychallenge.net to be able to find you, take back yourself through the toxicity and through the crazy making you've been dealing with, help you rewire your mindset to be free from that toxicity and be able to move forward in your healing, in your growth, in your change. So check that out at claritychallenge.net.